0: Helena and I had one evening to ourselves. We made the most of it. Tomorrow we would be joined by Albia, a young girl from Britain who took care of our children while we tried to take care of her. Albia had had a poor start in life. Running around after Julia and Favonia took her mind off it, in theory. She had experience of family travel from when we brought her to Italy from Londinium, but controlling a toddler and a growing infant on a two-hour jaunt in a cart would be a challenge. Are we sure Albia can find her way here all on her own? I sounded wary, but not too critical. Settle down, Falco. My brother is bringing her. Quintus? No, Aulus. Quintus stays with Claudia and the baby. Gaius Camilius Rufus Constantinus, our new nephew, aged two months, was making his presence felt. The world and all the planets revolved around this baby. It could be why Helena's brother was very keen to leave the family home. "'Aulus is coming on his way to university.' "'He expressed an interest in law. "'Papa sees the moment and Aulus is being packed off to Athens. "'Greece! And studying! "'We are talking about Aelianus.' "'Aulus Camillus Aelianus was the unmarried son of a senator, "'with money in his pocket and a carefree outlook. "'I could not see him gravely attending jurisprudence lectures "'under a fig tree at an antique university. "'His Greek was awful, for one thing.' "'Can't he be a lawyer in Rome?' "'That will be more useful to me. "'Expert knowledge for which I did not have to pay was always welcome. "'Athens is the best place. "'Well, it was traditionally the place to send awkward Romans who did not quite fit in.' "'I chuckled. "'Oh, he certainly is going. "'Do you and I have to check that he goes on the boat?' "'At a little short of thirty, "'the favourite pursuits of the noble Aulus Camillus Alianus "'were hunting, drinking, and gymnastics, all done to excess.' There must be other, equally vigorous and disreputable habits, which I tried not to discover. That way, I could assure his parents I knew of no nasty secrets. This is a serious shock for my parents, Helena rebuked me. One of their children can at last be mentioned at respectable dinner parties. I held back the jokes. Their daughter had left home to live with a low life. Me. Now that Helena and I had daughters of our own, I understood just what that meant. As parents, we had better things to do than talk about Aulus. Freed for once from the threat of little visitors in the bedroom, we tested out our apartment with passion. I had hired one of the identical room sets in a small block set around a courtyard with a well. There were balconies on the street side for show. Tenants could not access them. All around us were other visiting families. We could hear their voices and the knocking of furniture. But since we did not know them, we did not have to care if they were listening in. We managed not to break the bed. I hate being at a disadvantage when the landlord comes to check the fixtures and fitting schedule before he lets you leave. After a short, deep sleep, I awoke abruptly. Helena was face down and dreaming beside me, pressed closely to my side. I lay with my right arm along her long, bare back, my fingers lightly splayed. If there had been a pillow, it had gone missing. My head was back, my chin up. As always, at the very start of a mission, my brain was full of busy thoughts. I had been hired to find the absent Daily Gazette scribe. It was a mission I was foolish to take on, like most jobs I do. The only advantage to this one was that there were no dead bodies, or so I reassured myself. As I lay quiet, I thought back to how it had started. Back in Rome, the request first came obliquely via the Imperial Secretariats, There was a top man there called Claudius Laita, who sometimes gave me business. The business had always turned sour, so I was glad that Laita's name was not attached to this. Well, not obviously. You could never be sure with that smooth swine. At home two weeks ago, someone on the Palatine had recommended my investigative skills to the scribblers at the Gazette. A scared little public slave was sent to sound me out. He wasn't telling me much, because he knew nothing. I was intrigued. If this problem had any significance, then as chief of correspondence, Claudius Laeta should have been made aware of it. The Daily Gazette was the official mouthpiece of the government. In fact, when the slave appeared in my office being secretive, one attraction was the delicious idea that scribes at the Gazette might be trying to work a flanker on Laeta.